1 Peter 3, 15. In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So in this session, I want to examine what it is that we do when we make this defense and give these reasons for this hope. And we'll answer it first by the immediate context here, especially those three words right there. And then we'll branch out to the wider context to see what God has, what this Christ has done that gives us hope. Father, we want to be people full of unshakable hope so that we are fearless, so that we do good, return good for evil, so that people see and wonder, what are you hoping in so that we can make this defense? So help us now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If we ask, what does it mean to make this defense? We might think in abstract terms about philosophical arguments and apologetic reasons and historical defenses and broaden it out so far that we feel hopeless that we could ever be competent. But if you just stick with the context, make a defense, be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks what? Asks you for a reason for what? The hope, which hope? That is in you. Now, every Christian can do that because what it means to be a Christian is to know what the basis, the reason of our hope is. That's what it means to be a Christian, to have hope in Christ and to know what the basis of that hope is. So right here in the context, if we say, what is the reason, which is the content of the defense, the answer is first, the reason is Christ. The reason is Lord. The reason is holy. We have Christ, the Messiah. We have the Lord, the ruler. We have an infinitely holy and perfect one. Our hope, our hope is in Christ, the Lord, as holy. Now, once we've laid that foundation, and that may be all we say. Somebody says, what's the reason for hope? You might say, you might say Christ is my hope. Christ is Lord of all. That's my hope. Christ is infinitely perfect and infinitely valuable and precious and my greatest treasure. That's my hope. And you may end. That's the end of your witness right there. And that's good enough. But if we broaden out and look at the rest of the book and say, now, what has this Christ done to give us hope? There are at least seven answers that I'll point to very quickly. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world and was made manifest in the last times for your sake, who through him are believers in God. So he came into the world. This is the incarnation. He was made manifest. Number two, he himself bore our sins. I'm sorry, I skipped one. No, that's right. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin, live to righteousness. He bore our sins in his body. He took our place. That's our ground of hope. Three, according to God, sorry for the misprint, God, that's supposed to be God's 
God's great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope, living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So the third ground of our hope is the resurrection. He came, he died, he rose. Fourth, he has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers having been subject to him. Our Christ is totally authoritative right now, right now over all the authorities of the, of the world and all the powers, both supernatural and natural, and they have been subjected to him. What a reason to hope. Nobody can successfully be against us with our Savior having that kind of authority. And he's coming back. Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So he's coming back to wrap up everything that he began. And for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. When he comes back, our fellowship with God will be perfect and eternal. We will be forever in the presence of God where there's fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. And one last thing, chapter 1, verse 7, you endure various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishes, which gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may redound or be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, the trials that we have right now are used by God to uh, refine as though by fire us so that we receive praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So back now to the beginning, let's sum it up. What are the reasons for our hope? They are first Christ, the Lord, as holy. And what has he done? He came. He died. He rose. He reigns. He returns. And therefore, we are always with God as our friend and all things, even our trials, all things are working for our good, our everlasting good. That's the way we talk when we make a defense to those who ask about the reason for the hope that is in us. This is what we say. We bear witness to why we have hope. Our job is not to persuade the world. Only God can do that. We bear witness and say, he came, he died, he rose, he reigns, he returns. We'll always be with God because of this. And even everything that's negative right now is working for our good.